today's message is, is kind of a teaching. It's kind of a, uh, a reminder to us as a church. As I was, I was praying and studying, uh, I, I really had the, the, the thought in my mind that we as Christians need to be more like Jesus. Can anybody relate? In fact, I shared that with my staff, and I kind of worked on that a little bit. And I'm kind of working on a series about being more like Jesus, because I don't know about you, but I need to be more like Jesus. Now, maybe none of you, none of you need this. None of you need to be more like Jesus. You can go walk on water. You can do all the things Jesus did. Okay, we all need probably to be more like Jesus, right? By the way, if you're ever thinking you're perfect, you know the test for perfection, right? Can you walk on water? That's, that's kind of how it goes, okay? The, there was one perfect dude who walked this earth, and he could walk on water, okay? Peter did it for a few seconds, and then he got distracted. Okay, squirrel. Okay? Some of you got that one. But, uh, but here's the deal. We all need to be more like Jesus, right? Well, I was uh, studying that. I, I found in Matthew chapter number 7, a portion that um, that kind of teaches us a little bit of how to be more like Jesus. So Matthew chapter number 7 is kind of where we're going to go today, and it's a teaching on, um, on what we should be doing and what we shouldn't be doing. Um, how many folks in here like to go to the gym? How many folks in here like to work out? Uh, hey, nobody. Great. Okay. <laughs> but uh, I, I have a gym membership. I use it about as often as most people, okay? I used to make fun of folks who just joined the gym and never went. I'm now one of those folks, okay? But I've also heard there comes a time in your life where you either work out or you work. I'm, I'm not working out much anymore. I guess I'm working, okay? But uh, I keep telling my wife every week it's going to start something new. Well, there's always gym commercials out there, and there's a certain gym that says it's the judgment-free zone. You ever heard of that? It's, uh, is it Anytime Fitness? Anybody? Okay, whatever the case is. Again, none of y'all go to gym, so you wouldn't know. Okay, but, but I've heard a commercial, and it says, we are the judgment-free zone, okay? Um, gym intimidation, there's a, there's a new word, okay? Like, if I'm working out next to Hayden, I'm probably going to be a little intimidated, although I'm still stronger in here. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Hey, Cooper watching now. I mean, I, I'm probably could do it. I'm pretty sure I can still bench press more than him, but I'm pretty sure I also wouldn't be able to move my arms for the next week. Okay, I'd probably hurt myself trying to prove that I'm still a little stronger than him. But but there's this gym, I think, Anytime Fitness, that talks about gym intimidation, that talks about we are a judgment-free zone. We just want you to come in and work out, you know, live your best life, that kind of good stuff. Well, that got me to thinking that if a gym can be a judgment-free zone, how much more should the church be a judgment-free zone? Now, guys, I've been to church now almost 25 years, okay? Some of you have been in church a lot longer than that. And my experience tells me, now, not in this church. we got it all together. But at so many churches I've attended, it's anything but a judgment-free zone. Now, again, we have it all together. So we're just talking about the church, church in general. But I submit to you that we as a church, Lighthouse Community Church, needs to make sure that if we're not completely a judgment-free zone, we need to get there. And we need to constantly work on becoming more judgment-free. Now, wait a second. Aren't there some things we're supposed to... Guess what? The Bible says all judgment has been given to who? Jesus, the Son. Okay? So, so again, it takes all the pressure off me, takes all the pressure off you, okay? And you and I as a church, you and I, if we're going to continue to be strong and healthy, if we're going to continue to grow into a church that can truly influence our community, we need to stop judging and we need to start loving. Amen? So in Matthew 
chapter number 7, Jesus kind of addressed this fact. And that's what I want to read to you, and that's what I want to study with you this morning. The title of my message this morning is really a pretty simple one. It says, Judge Not. Judge Not. Matthew chapter number 7, obviously, with that being my title, you know I'm reading out the King James Version this morning. But before I read to you the text, I want to read to you a little thing I saw on Facebook today. And it says this, People visiting churches want to know, Will you love me as I am, even if I don't fit into your idea of what your church should be? Will we just love people as they are? Or do we make stereotypes as people walk in the door? If you don't look look like me, do I expect you to conform to be like me? Okay? So many times we need to just love people as they walk through those doors. Now, are we going to instruct them? Absolutely. Are we going to teach the Word of God? Absolutely. During that ladies' Bible study, are you going to get into some really solid things? Absolutely. That's going to happen in church. But that happens as a byproduct of loving people. You see, Jesus was the only person who absolutely could judge people. And if he chose not to, how much more should we not judge? So let's read the word together. Matthew chapter number 7, verses 1 through 6. The Bible says this. Jesus talking, this is the great sermon on the mount. Matthew chapter number 7, verses 1 through 6. Judge not that you be not judged. For with what judgment you judge, you shall be judged. And with what measure you meet, it shall be measured to you again. And why beholdest thou the mote that is in your brother's eye, but considerest not the beam that is in your own eye? How will thou say to your brother, let me pull out the mote out of thy eye, and behold, a beam is in your own eye, you hypocrite. First cast out the beam out of thine own eye, and then shall thou see clearly to cast out the mote out of your brother's eye. Give not that which is holy unto dogs, neither cast ye pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet, and turn again, and rend you. Guys, this is pretty strong teaching. This is a pretty strong warning from Jesus himself about not judging. And I think it's a message that we as a church need to be reminded of. I think it's something that we as a church, as we continue to grow, as God continues to send new people in our church, which is what we pray for, that we make sure that we love them into the kingdom and not judge them out of the kingdom. Let's pray today. Lord, I just ask right now that you would open up our hearts to receive from you. God, I pray that not one word that would come out of my mouth would be my words, but they'd be your words. God, guide me, direct me, help me to speak truth to us that love you, that want to be more like you. Lord, I pray today, Lord God, that Lighthouse Community Church would become a judgment-free zone in Jesus' name. So again, guys, we're going to kind of take this verse by verse, and we're going to start at the very beginning. Jesus says it very simply, judge not. Don't do it, okay? How many parents in here ever had to tell your kids, don't do something? Okay? How interesting is it when we tell our kids to not do something? That's often the very thing they do, okay? John, you ever told one of your kids, don't touch that? What do they do? They want to touch it. Okay? By the way, great illustration. We're going to work together today. Okay? But here's the deal. Jesus says, don't judge. How many times, though, have we found ourselves doing the very thing Jesus tells us not to? Well, wait a second. Somebody's got to do it. Yeah, but that somebody ain't you. Let me try that again. Somebody's got to judge. Somebody's got to tell them. You know what, guys? How about we allow the Holy Spirit of God? The same Holy Spirit that convicted you, 
The same Holy Spirit that cleaned you up. Guys, believe it or not, that pretty lady on the front row, it who cleaned me up. It was a work of the Holy Spirit of God that cleaned this boy up. Amen? Cleaned up my language, cleaned up my actions. Now, am I perfect? No, I'm not perfect, which is why I'm not qualified to judge. You know, interesting in the church, there's really only a couple areas that we're told to judge. We are, we are told to judge spiritual gifts. The Bible is crystal clear when it says there's a spiritual gift, there's, there's some type of uh, tongue or interpretation. We're supposed to judge that, but we're not supposed to judge people. But in my experience of 25 years, now, Ronnie, your experience may be much different. Children, I, I love throwing that in. <laughs> okay? We've done the exact opposite. We won't touch spiritual gifts. Okay? If somebody says, thus said the Lord and says something stupid, we just kind of scratch our head and say, don't say nothing. Well, I know that's never happened at this church, but it's happened at other churches I've been at. But when somebody walks through that door who doesn't look like you or doesn't act like you or maybe he's a different color than you, all of a sudden, what are they doing here? Guys, that ain't God. Now, look, I'm not expecting a bunch of amens today because I want to teach us. I want this church to make a difference in this community. I want this church to impact our community, to impact our region. I want to see your loved ones get saved. I want to see your friends get saved. I want you to be able to invite your friends into a judgment-free zone where the Holy Spirit has permission to rattle our cage. You know, so many times we want to rattle people's cage. We want to play the Holy Ghost. How's that working for you? Guys, we need to be a judgment-free zone. Jesus is crystal clear. He pulls no punches. He says, judge not. Now, here's the deal. Do you think that's a suggestion? Do you think Jesus is just going, hey, Hunter, try not to judge so much. Try not to, uh, try not to do that. No, 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 no. He says, judge not. Don't do it. So many times, though, we find ourselves doing the very thing that we should not be doing. Let me do a little teaching right here. The Bible says, do not judge. Do not criticize. Oh, wait a second. I don't judge people yet, but you talk about them. I wish Pastor Tommy was up here and we had an organ. Okay, that'd be good stuff. You know, here's the deal. We don't judge, but, but we... You know what? I think that we should talk to God more about people than just talking about people. So I just want to challenge us, guys. Let's just watch that we as a church... Don't get to a place where we judge or we criticize. The word judge means to criticize, condemn, or censor. It is fault-finding. It's being picky. It is a habit of, 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 of censorous criticism. It is not the moral judgments that have to be made sometimes, okay? As spiritual leaders, I recognize that sometimes I have to bring correction to somebody, okay? I'm not judging them. I'm just teaching them the Word of God. Okay, we're not talking about black and white sin issues. We're not talking about that. We're just talking about how so many times we find ourselves judging people because they don't look like us. They don't act like us. Guys, here's the deal. So many times we don't know what people have been through. You know, we want to judge people, and we have no clue about their lives. Wow, they're, they're just not a very good mom. Hmm. Should have seen the, the home they grew up in, you know? Oh, I can't believe they talk like that. Well, you, you know what, guys? We just got to watch that we don't find ourselves placing ourselves in the place of judgment. Here's a couple things to think about. When a person has come short or done wrong, anybody in here ever failed? Anybody in here ever made a mistake? Anybody in here ever sinned? What is sin? It's missing the mark. Here's God's mark, and you come in a little short. I think we've all done that once or twice, right? Well, the last thing you need is somebody criticizing you. The last thing you need is somebody pointing their finger. And, and you know, it's interesting. 
When we point a finger at somebody, we have three more pointing back at ourselves. I don't think that's a coincidence. But I think Jesus is trying to get through to us today, trying to get through to this preacher, trying to get through to this church, that we should not criticize, we should not judge. When a person has slipped or fallen, they don't need censoring, they don't need criticism, they need compassion. They need somebody to bend down and pick them up. It's time for reaching out with one hand to pull somebody up, not to push them further away. Sadly, the church is the only institution that shoots its wounded. Well, Pastor Ronnie, you messed up. You gone. He gone. How's that working for us? How about we bend down and love on people? Aren't you glad somebody loved you through your struggles? Don, aren't you glad God didn't give up on you? Aren't you glad that uh, you messed up one too many times? I'm done with you. Aren't you glad God was much more gracious and kind to you than that? But so many times we forget about that. We think that that God's grace, grace and God's mercy has a limit. I can't find that in the Bible. Amen? As long as there is breath in your lungs, you have an opportunity to respond to God's grace and God's mercy. And you and I should be vessels, should be instruments that can be used by God to express that love and that compassion and that grace to others. Amen? But sadly, sometimes we find ourselves placing ourselves in a place of judgment. So let me do a little teaching real quick. There are several reasons, by the way, answer it, it might be God. There are several reasons why people tend to judge and criticize. Number one, criticism boosts our own self-image. When we criticize others, when I criticize John, it makes me feel good, okay? John, have you thought about, well, I'm I'm putting myself above and putting him below. That's not Christ-like. Secondly, criticism is simply enjoyed. The fact is, you and I as humans just take pleasure in criticizing others. We take pleasure in talking about others. God help us. We've got to stop that, okay? We've got to stop that. Criticism, thirdly, makes us feel that our own lives are better than the person who's failed, the person who messed up. Fourthly, criticism helps us justify our own decisions we have made and the things we have done throughout our lives. It's kind of a justification. It's like, ah. Criticism also points out to our friends how strong we are. Criticism, finally, is an outlet for hurt and revenge. How many have ever heard that saying, hurt people hurt people? You know, so many times we we tend to criticize people in an area that we've been hurt. We tend to criticize people because it makes us feel better. None of that is Christ-like. Amen? So you and I as a church, you and I as believers, you and I as members of Lighthouse Community Church need need to resist the flesh that wants to criticize, that wants, you know, Mama used to teach me if you have nothing good to say, don't say nothing at all. Now, how many know that's hard for us Cajuns? Carmen, you struggle with that sometimes, honey? Okay, I know you do, because you're my cousin, and you're a Cajun, okay? You got one of them Ruiz filters, not much, okay? By the way, family thing, we can talk about that, okay? But here's the deal, guys, we're Cajuns, we gotta say something. No, you don't. Let me say that again, I gotta say, if somebody else say something, who will? Not you. So many times, though, we want to say something, and you know what? In God, from God's perspective, your sin of disobedience is just as bad as whatever they did. So I want to challenge you today, guys. I want our church to continue to grow. Now, some of you may be missing this whole message by going, are you talking about compromise? Are you talking about just anything goes? No. 
Come on now, be smarter than that. Okay, I'm talking about we're going to make a stand on the Word of God, but we're going to love everybody who walks in both doors. Amen? We're not going to judge them. We're going to let the Holy Ghost do that. Okay? We're going to let God touch people's hearts. Okay? Now, I'm, I'm going to tell you a story that happened about 15 years ago. 15 years ago, I'm a youth pastor. I'm my pastor, Ronnie, telling bad jokes to our church. Okay? It's just good Okay. So I'm sitting in the back, and we had some type of outreach. I, I don't remember exactly what it was, but there was a guy who walked in, okay? And he didn't get the memo that we don't wear hats in church. So he comes sit right over there, come where you're at, Mom, and he got his hat on. Okay? Oh, John, don't worry about it. I like it. I like your hair. You do it, bro. He's sitting here with a hat on. And one of our ushers, he, he, he bless his heart, he's in heaven now, it's all good. But he was a little fashe. Everybody know what fashe means? He was upset. He's like, that dude got Adam. What's he doing with Adam? What? I managed to calm him down, okay? I was bigger than him, so I wasn't letting him go down there. Anyhow, he said, somebody got to tell him, take that hat off. I said, wait a second now. Do you know who that is? I don't care. That hat on church. I said, do you know that wife has been praying for that guy to come to church for years? And today is the first time that he walked through this church door. The last thing I'm going to let you do, old man, is go. Oh, I'm not talking about whip. This is not me and him. Okay, it's somebody who's in heaven now, okay? I said, there's no way I'm letting you go down there and say it. But he was not too happy with me. But I'm bigger than him. I didn't care. But here's the deal. What was that? That was, that was judging. That's saying, here's something that I feel strong. Look, 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 look. We're not going to get into, we're not going to get into legalism. We're not gonna, if you don't like wearing a hat in church, don't. Okay? But if somebody else does, get over it. Okay? I mean, again, we're not going to get caught up in the minutiae of the rights and wrongs. There's enough right and wrong in this Bible for you not to have to add addendums. For you have to add an appendix. Okay? Long story short, during that service, that guy made a profession of faith. Now, what would have happened had I not been... What if I was Pastor Ronnie's size? And I wasn't able to physically keep that old man from God's side. Okay? You, I, I love you, buddy. Sorry. Okay? I love you. get the mic next week, maybe. Okay? <sighs> I cut up too much. But here's the deal, guys. What had happened if that man would have went down there and said, hey, bro, you got to take that hat off? Because he was, he was upset. He probably would have come across in a way that was condemning or, or, or judgmental. I don't know about you, but I probably got up and laughed. And a soul would have been lost. Guys, how many souls have been lost because the church didn't love and they judged? How many folks have walked in this church and walked right back out? Maybe because they didn't feel the love of Christ, but they felt the judging, condemning spirit. Again, we're not like that anymore. Calm down, relax. We're good. But I want to remind us we can't get back to that. Okay? As we grow, as God blesses us, as these pews fill up and they surely will continue, it's real easy for us to think we are somebody. Friends, we are not anybody. Okay? I'm not somebody. I just serve somebody. Amen? I'm just a nobody who serves somebody that everybody ought to love. Amen? Guys, we will never become that church. We want to make sure that we not judge. We want to make sure that we just simply give the love of Christ to everybody we know. There are several reasons why no person should ever criticize. Number one, all the all the circumstances and the facts are never known. You don't know everything about a situation. 
You think you do. Oh, wait a second. I've been knowing them for years. Really? Did you go home with them for years? Do you know what they came out of? Do you know their home situation? Do you know how they grew up? Do you know the, the tragedies that have come to their life? No, no, no. You never know all the facts, even though you think you do. Secondly, all people, religious as well as non-religious, fall short and fail. Again, guys, every one of us in here have fallen. Nobody in here can throw rocks because we all live in glass houses. Some of you are like, I don't live in a glass house. You've got enough windows, though, honey. Okay? So, again, let's remember where we came from. See, that's one thing I think that, that I can never forget, where I came from. Guys, 25 years ago, I was lost as a goose. I was a, I was a hateful dude. I don't know what that pretty girl saw in me. Okay? But God changed me, and he changed you. And guess what? He hadn't changed any, has he? He can change anybody who walks through those doors. He doesn't need you to judge them. He just needs you to love them. Thirdly, all there is to know about a person is never known. So how can we criticize? Think about the childhood. Think about their family. Think about all their experiences. You don't know that. So many times we forget about that. And then finally, this is this might step on a toe or two. Judging others usurps God's authority. Because you're doing something you're not called to do. You're doing something that only God can do. When a person criticizes another, he's saying that he is worthy and they are not. He is worthy to stand in judgment. Guys, none of us are worthy to stand in judgment. In fact, there was only one who was. Jesus Christ, God's Son. Amen? So I just want to challenge us today, guys. Let's, let's take this seriously and let's make up our mind to judge no more. Verses, verse 2 goes on to say this. For with, what, what, for with what judgment you judge, you shall be judged. With what measure you meet, it shall be measured unto you. Here's the crazy thing, guys. The criticizer, the judgment guy, the guy who stands in judgment, will be judged for the very thing he criticizes. How ironic is that? With the same grace you give others, it'll be given to you. How many want God to judge you like you judge others? Anybody? Maybe we need to change, huh? Maybe we need to be a little less judgmental. Maybe we need to show a little more grace. Now, guys, there's a principle in the Bible. There's a principle in life. It's called sowing and reaping. Okay? Whatever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Okay? I don't know about you, but I want to sow as much grace as I can. I want to sow as much mercy as I can. Because how many know this old Cajun boy needs some of that? Okay? Now, maybe you're more spiritual than me. Maybe you have it all together. But I'm your pastor, and I know you. I know most of you. Okay? So I just take my advice. Sow more seeds of grace. Sow more seeds of mercy. Sow more, sow, sow more seeds of God's love and God's compassion. Because when that harvest comes home, you'll be glad you did. Amen? Some of us in here, some of us sitting in other churches today are praying that God would cancel a harvest. Because <laughs> you've been sowing seed the wrong way for a long, long time. But guess what? can't do nothing about the past. From this day forward, though, you can make up your mind. I'm going to stop judging. I'm going to stop criticizing. I'm going to keep my opinions to myself. So, when we judge others, often we get judged in the same way. Amen. The criticizer is not to be judged by one law only, the law of equal weight. The same way that you judge others, God's going to judge you. 
So I want to challenge you today. Let's stop judging and let's start giving mercy. Let's start giving love. Let's start trusting that God can handle a situation better than you can. Amen? Verse number three. The funny thing is, when we go to criticize others, when we go to judge others, we forget about ourselves. The Bible says, And why beholdest thou the mote that is in your brother's eye, but considerest not the beam that is in your own eye? You know, it's amazing. We want to criticize others. We want to say, Miss Sarah, have you considered this, this, and that? How about we try looking in the mirror before we go talk to others? Amen? How about we, how about we consider ourselves? You know, every time I pray, every day when I pray, I ask the Lord to search my heart. Ask the Lord to forgive me of sins of commission, those things I did, and sins of omission, those things I failed to do. I ask Him to search my heart and forgive me of improper motives and improper thoughts. Because how many know that, that, that sometimes we allow thoughts to hang out between our ears way too long, okay? Sometimes we, 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 we well, we just miss the mark, don't we? Some of you have stopped acting upon those thoughts, which is a good thing, but you still hang on to those thoughts way too long. Some of you still cast that little judgmental look at people. Stop it. Okay? Stop it. Aren't our mamas good at that? We're getting a little family thing going on here. Okay? Here's the deal, guys. Consider yourself. Consider what you're going through. Consider those things. Verse number four goes on to tell, and I'm going to need Hunter's help to come help me. Verse number four says, Or how will thou say to your brother, Let me pull out the moat that is out of that is in thine own eye, and behold, a beam is in your own eye. Hunter, come on up here. For those of you who are wondering what I had this thing up here for, no, I'm not Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Okay? Young people had no clue what I was just talking about. All right, Hunter, you just hang out right over there. Let me illustrate this sermon for you. Let me illustrate this point. Okay? This is going to represent the beam that is in my eye, okay? You see, so many times we read this stuff and we don't think about this stuff, okay? But I'm going to judge others, okay? I'm going to, you don't want me to get too close, right? But that's what happens. We want to go judging. Don't worry, I'm not this one. Okay, I've already picked on you enough, okay? They don't pick on this side. Okay, that's your family. I'm not going to pick on them either, huh? Okay, let me stop picking, okay? But here's the deal. When you're being judgmental, you forget that you have issues too, okay? You forget that you have problems too. So you're walking through life, everything's hunky-dory, and oh, I love the Lord. Hello, Hunter, how are you? Hunter, you got a little soap. Hunter, let me, you, Hunter, come here. Hunter, let me, guys, how goofy is that? I want to get, I want to get something out of his eye, okay? By the way, I purposely picked Hunter because if I accidentally hit him, if I hit Hayden, I'd have to turn this message into dealing with anger, okay? But, sorry, but so many times we want to get close to others, but our judgmental spirit keeps them at our existence. Some of you as parents, oh boy, some of you as parents, your kids have been ducking you for years. Why? Because maybe you've judged a little more than you should have. Now look, guys, I, I, you can't go back and change the past. Look, I'm not a perfect parent. There is nobody in here who is. Okay? And none of us are perfect Christians. But how much easier it is, let me deal with my own beam. Let me get it out the way. Hunter, come a little closer. Don't worry, no beans. Guess what? I get real close to him now. 
relationship is restored. He's not having to duck me. He's not having to avoid me. All of a sudden, now I can realize, oh, there's nothing in here after all. Okay? But the Bible tells us, deal with your own stuff before you deal with other people's stuff. Take that two-by-four out of your life before I start going, Cave, what you got going on there? Guys, do you see what God's trying to teach us? Do you see how we have fallen so far short? Oh, wait, that was some good dodger, man. You're pretty athletic, okay? But how many times, how many times have we forgot about what we're going through and we try to get in other people's business? Guys, I just want to challenge you today. The Bible is crystal clear in this area. Deal with the beam that is in your own eye before you start worrying about others. Now, sadly, so many times I have fallen short. So many times I have come up short, I've missed the mark, and here's what I forget about. When I miss the mark, when I want to deal with other people's stuff and forget about my stuff, you know what I'm being? Well, let's read what the Bible says. Verse number five, you hypocrite. You hypocrite. First, cast out the beam that's in your own eye, and then you will see clearly to cast out the moat that's in your brother's eye, your son's eye, your loved one's eye. We forget that we're playing the hypocrite. We forget that that, that we're missing the mark. Guys, I don't know about you, but, but there is no greater insult than calling me a hypocrite. I want to be who I am, okay? I'll, I'm reminded of the great story by Abraham Lincoln, one of our finest presidents. Somebody called him two-faced. They said, Abraham Lincoln, you're two-faced. He said, if I was two-faced, sir, do you really think I'd wear this one? You've seen pictures of Abraham Lincoln. He wasn't the best-looking president in the world, okay? But he said, sir, if I was two-faced, would I really use this one? Okay? Hypocrite is two-faced. It's putting on a mask. It's forgetting who you are. Guys, let us never forget who we are or who we once were. And the grace of God brought you to where you are today. The grace of God has not weakened. It's the same today as it was yesterday. The same Holy Ghost that that, that cleaned your life up, that sanctified your life, can do the same for everybody who walks through those doors. Let's make sure that we don't judge them, but we we love them. Amen? That would have been funny. Really funny. Verse number six, and I'm almost done. Give not that which is holy unto dogs, neither cast ye your pearls before swine, lest they trample you under your feet and turn again and rend you. You know what, guys? When we judge others, and so often we do that, that's unbecoming of the gospel. That's not what the gospel is all about. You know, the gospel says it's good news, right? The good news is that our judgment has been taken care of by Jesus. The good news is there's an opportunity that our sins don't have to be held against us. The good news is that Jesus Christ paid the price for every sin you've ever committed and every sin you will ever commit. Amen? That's good news. The good news is that we can love everybody who walks in those doors. Now, some of you are like, I just don't know if I can. Guess what? If you'll let God, you can. If So many times we want to love Man, I'm just going to do the best I can. You know what? When your best comes to an end is when God's best just begins. So let's begin to love what a Christ-like love. Let's begin to to, to make up our mind. Let's make the decision today as as a church, as a community of believers, that we're going to love everybody God.
God sends through those doors. You know what? I think there are some folks he hasn't sent through those doors yet because he wasn't convinced fully that we'd love them. He'd be convinced that we'd kind of watch them all the way down to the front. Or we'd go, hey, you got to do something. Again, God, trust your pastor. I can deal with stuff. I ain't afraid to deal with stuff. But I just want us to love everybody who walks through those doors. And I believe if we'll do that, before you know it, you have to get here early for a seat. Some of you just get here early for coffee. Nothing wrong with that. You might have to start getting here early for a seat if we'll become the judgment-free God zone that God wants us to be. So, if I can't judge, what can I do? Well, you can love. You can forgive. You can welcome people. And let's use Jesus as an example. John chapter number 8. If you have your Bibles with me, turn, turn there or your Bible app or whatever. John chapter number 8. There's a story, and it begins with, um, where is that verse at? There we go. There we go. Yeah, it begins with verse number one. There's a story of Jesus, and here, let me read it to you, okay, as I close. And this kind of gives you an opportunity, uh, or gives an illustration without Hunter having to duck my tooth out for it. It says this in chapter number eight of John. Jesus went into the Mount of Olives, and early in the morning he came again unto the temple, and all the people came down with him, and he sat down and he taught them. And the scribes and the Pharisees brought unto him a woman taken in adultery. And when they set her in the midst, they said unto him, Master, this woman was taken in adultery in the very act. And then as if they needed to quote the law, I think Jesus knew the law, he wrote it, Verse number five, they say, Now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned. What do you say? Now again, guys, this is not you or me in that situation. This is Jesus. This is the one dude qualified to make a judgment. This is the one guy who wanted to judge her, who wanted to honor the law, who could do anything he wanted to do, could make any decision he wanted to make and would be right. Okay? He's Jesus. He's God. Okay? We have this lady caught in the very act of adultery. Now, here's the deal, guys. If she was caught in the act, one, two people involved. Quite interesting that the religious folks only brought one. That's a different message for a different day. But here's this lady who's already been shamed, already been dragged out in public, and, and now is facing death. Is facing judgment because the law is crystal clear. Adulterers should be stoned. So here's the religious folks, here's the church folk. God, what you gonna do? Here's what Jesus does. And they said, tempting him, that they might have reason to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down and with his finger wrote on the ground as though he heard them. Now, guys, you don't have to accept every invitation to a fight you get invited to. You know, I said this a few weeks ago. Stop wondering why your family is a circus and start asking, why do you keep buying a ticket? Why do you keep involving yourself in that drama? Save the drama for your mama, okay? That's what Jesus did. They're all worked up, Ronnie, and he's just teaching. And then he's like, oh, oh, y'all have something for me? Verse number seven. So when they continued asking him, he lifted up himself and he said simply to them, He that is without sin among you, let him cast the first stone. Jesus is down here teaching. This religious spectacle is happening. They've caught a woman in the very act of adultery. They're thinking, this is going to be fun. 
And Jesus simply looks up and says, Boys, any of you that are without sin, you throw the first stone. I can imagine stones started dropping. Because all of a sudden, they started realizing that, yes, this lady had an issue, but I got an issue too. All of a sudden, everything that's about her, Jesus turned and made it about them. And when we begin to make it about us, when we begin, if we're going to judge anybody, guys, judge yourself. In fact, the Bible says, judge yourself lest you be not judged, okay? If you want want to judge anybody, judge yourself. Look at yourself in the mirror. Ask the Lord to help in this area. So Jesus said, any of you boys without sin, you'd start throwing the stones. And again, he stooped down and he wrote on the ground some more. And they which heard it, being convicted by their own conscience, went out one by one, beginning at the eldest, even unto the least. Jesus was left alone with the woman standing in the midst. And when Jesus had lifted up himself, he saw none but the woman, and he said, Woman, where are thine accusers? Hath no man condemned you? Verse 11, she said, No man, Lord. Jesus said unto her, Neither do I condemn you. Now go and sin no more. As Pastor Tommy comes, guys, I have to read you that story because it's one of the most powerful stories in the gospel. It's a story of forgiveness. It's a story of Jesus who absolutely could have judged, maybe even absolutely should have judged, chose to go a different route. And I'm going to challenge you and I as believers. I'm going to challenge those that call Lighthouse Community Church their home. Let's choose the better option. Amen? Jesus could have chose to judge, but he chose to show grace. He chose to extend mercy. When we're given the choice of judging or extending grace and mercy, I ask you to be more like Jesus and choose like Jesus chose. With every head bowed and every eye closed. You see, guys, if we don't judge, what do we do? We love. We show love, we show compassion, we show the heart of God to a lost and dying world. With every head bowed and every eye closed, maybe you would say, Pastor, I've been violating this command way more than I'd like to admit. I'm not going to call you forward, I'm not going to embarrass you, but with every head bowed and every eye closed, some of us needed this message. Some of us needed this message 30 years ago. But God has chosen to give it to us today. How will we respond? The good news for those of you that have been coming short in this area, who've been violating this command, is just as surely as 1 John 1 and 9 works for those who commit big, ugly sins, it works for those of us that commit the sin of judging others. 1 John 1 and 9 tells us if we confess our sins, He is faithful, He is just, to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, how many would say, Pastor, the Holy Spirit is convicting me right here and right now, because I've been standing in judgment way too long. I've been judging others when I should have been loving others. I've been thinking I'm standing up for righteousness, and I've just been violating Jesus' command. At very least, I've been grieving his heart because maybe even on things I should have took a stand for, I didn't do it with the same love, grace, and compassion that Jesus showed in this story with the woman in the act of adultery. With every head bowed, every
anybody looking around? How many would like to say, Lord, forgive me? That's you, slipped your hand up. Lord, forgive me. Forgive me for judging when I should have been loving. Forgive me, Lord, for responding in a way that's not pleasing to you. Forgive me, Lord God, for maybe not knowing the whole story, not knowing everything your child was going through. Forgive me, Lord, and help me from this day forward to love unconditionally. Help me from this day forward to walk by faith, to let you fight those battles. See, guys, if we could criticize people into the kingdom, the kingdom would be full. But the only thing you can really do is love somebody into the kingdom. That's what God did. The Bible said that God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Maybe you're here today and you've never asked Jesus Christ to come into your heart. Maybe you've never taken God up on his offer of forgiveness. With every head bowed, every eye closed, every hand down, if you need Jesus today, if you need to ask him to come into your heart for the very first time, or you need to recommit your life to him, would you slip your hand up and right back down? Thank you, babe. Anyone else this morning? God is so good. If you're watching by Facebook, respond to God's grace. Respond to God's love, right? Just lift your hand up. It's as simple as this. The Bible says, whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Just call upon him. Just say, Jesus, I need you. Now, for all of you that lifted your hand up, all of you like me who have stood in judgment when we shouldn't have, let us ask the Lord to forgive us as well. Right where you're at, make an altar of prayer. Right where you're at, begin to pour your heart out to God. Right where you're at, say, Lord, I don't want to judge anymore. I want to love. God, I want to show grace. I want to show mercy, Lord. Help me, Lord God, before I judge others, to judge myself. Before I want to, to deal with others, let me deal with myself. Holy Spirit, we just welcome you in this place tonight. Ask you right now to search our hearts, to search our minds, to help us honor the command of Matthew chapter number 7, and don't judge. God, I truly believe that if this can become a judgment-free zone, even more than it is now, if we can become a place, Lord God, that will love unconditionally, that will extend mercy, that will extend grace, that God will be everything you want us to be, Lord, we will not only impact this community, but I believe we can impact this world. God, I'm asking right now, Lord God, that you would just do a deep work in the hearts and minds of believers in this house today. Forgive us, Lord, for judging. Forgive me as a pastor for judging. Forgive me, Lord God, for forgetting who I am. I'm nothing more than a sinner saved by your grace. Let us realize, Lord, that every one of us are in that same condition. Lord, continue to pour your grace out upon us. Continue to touch us. Continue to make us and mold us into the men and women of God that you want us to be. And Lord, I ask right now that you would help us to honor this command and not judge, but love unconditionally. It's in Jesus Christ's name I pray and every believer would say, Amen and Amen. I'm going to pray the number six blessing over you. If any of you in here would like prayer, these altars will be open for you. But I'd just love to pray a blessing over you. Would you receive it? Numbers chapter number six says, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Lord, we just bless your people right now with that blessing and every other blessing that accompanies obedience to your word. Bless your
your people, bless this church, and help us to become the judgment-free zone that you want us to become. It's in Jesus' name I pray, and everybody would say, Amen and Amen.